So as you notice, my theme song hasn't changed. Yeah, my nine-year-old has been on Animal Crossing something fierce. By the way, welcome to Muvio's podcast. I'm your host, Keith Small, and today you get to hear from one of my brothers. We're going to talk about some of the music that we've been listening to during this period, and basically our thoughts on the artists. Veer off a little bit, but I think we come right back to a good spot. Well, hope you enjoy this episode. Let's go through recommended albums. I was listening to Royce the Five Nine. The Allegory? Yeah, yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> I was listening to the Allegory on loop for days. And uh, I, I got a feel for that. I'll do listen to it, but I was just like, you know what? I need something new. So, uh, yeah. What about you? What have you been listening to since it started? Well, starting off, that Royce the Five Nine album is pretty much a Royce the Five Nine Griselda crossover album. That's every track is a different Griselda artist. There's West Side Guns on one, then another track has Conway the Machine, another track has Benny the Butcher. The whole album was just amazing on top of that. And then to know that he's done the entire production, the entire beat creating process he did everything all by himself received a few minor notes from if i'm not mistaken it was primo either primo or um one who's down in north carolina he was in little brother why can't i think of his name ninth wonder so i think that that was amazing they did a little saying hey Add this here, remove this there, and the album, the allegory, is amazing. Now, my only problem with the allegory is that it's very, very homophobic. So if you're sensitive to that, then you want to avoid it like the plague. What I've done was, well, since the quarantine started, I purchased a few albums. The albums that I purchased were Jada Kiss, was that, Ignitus? I figured I'd try something different, so I picked up Lil Uzi Vert. Maybe I like it. I picked up Paint It by Lucky Day. Uh, Zoo by Denzel Curry. 31520 by Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. Take Time by Giveon, or Jivion, or however you pronounce his name. Lulu by Conway the Machine. Uh-huh. The Essential Luther Vandross, for obviously Luther Vandross. The Way It Feels by Maddie and Tay, Lamb Over Rice by Action Bronson, and The Alchemist. Going through each of these individual albums, Jada Kiss' album was not as good as I was hoping it would be. Jada Kiss has been a legend for so many years. I feel like it could have been so much better. When it comes to someone like Jada Kiss, you expect a certain level. You expect him to come together expect him to have a certain type of flow and he just stopped short it wasn't as great as i expected someone of his caliber to be okay all right so with someone like jadakis caliber uh this probably go back to something i've seen saw it a while ago but i'm thinking about it now and it has something to do with jadakis that he would battle people for a certain amount of money who do you think he would win against and who do you think he would lose against i expected him years and years ago 
to lose to Beanie Siegel. However, he was very, very much impressive. As far as battle rapping is concerned, I don't know who I could see him battling. I don't think that there's anybody who's in the same category as Jadakiss who would go bar for bar with him without completely dominating him or being completely below him. Example, the Griselda dudes would eat him alive. Yeah, but yeah, I see that someone older school still here i can't really think of many who could go bar for bar with jada i can't think of many all right so i'm gonna throw a name out cassidy i mean cassidy he battles and the whole world is is wondering why he still does it (laughs) that is the truth the whole world is just like, dude, listen, you were legendary. You're at that point where your skills fell off a little bit and you thought that you still had it, but you don't. Which, I mean, I respect the fact that he's still out there, but he's going out to do these battle raps and he's getting destroyed. And then he's he's so disenfranchised that he thinks that he's winning and everybody's like, uh, 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 no. No, that's not it. That is not it. You know, let's just say you had your shot. (laughs) Exactly. Don't get me wrong. He dominated for so long. And then he stepped away or he did whatever. I'm I'm not sure of Cassidy's whole thing. But to my knowledge, his last battle was actually in Philly. Um, He got booed. And on top of that, the person who he was battling just massacred him. It was ugly somebody like jadakiss yeah i could see jadakiss beating him freeway would beat him okay i mean but who else he got yeah i don't really know anyone else uh on topic of jadakiss though so that's someone who's far below him i just wanted to throw that out just wanted to see what that was going where that was going to land so sticking back to the subject of what we were listening to this oh, whole oh yeah, thing. The, the discovery portion. Another person who I listened to was Little Uzi Vert, and quickly, quickly, I realized that even though he's the highest selling artist of his section, he's definitely not for me. I'm not impressed by his music, not even a little bit. I tried. Trust me, me purchasing this album was trying, and this is. Eternal Ataki? Yeah. If that's how you pronounced it, it was just not for me. It was not for me. It, I, I cannot stress that enough. Just not for me. Have you listened to anyone like Lil Uzi Vert or Triple Red, Trippy Red or any of these other? <laughs> uh, Uzi Vert, Trippy Red. Um... Actually, you know what? JID would be in that category too, if I'm not mistaken. But, I mean, not as far as talent, but as far as when they came out. Oh, as a new. Okay, well, if that's the case. So, through me looking at J. Cole, because I've been listening to J. Cole through YouTube, uh, there was um, another guy, artist that came, that came out. I think it was like a response to one of J. Cole's songs about old niggas. And the guy's name's YBN Corday. I've heard of him, but I haven't heard any of his music. So on there, it was like, yeah, it was, it's, uh, the song's called Old Niggas. The setting, the setting of the music video is in a barbershop. He's okay. talking, he's talking about the old, like, artists, like, old people, you know, talking, talking down on all the new people that, that are coming out. 
And it's just like, how are you guys going to talk talk down on us when all of your heroes are rapists or some type of offender, some, some type of negative title attached to their name? You know what's funny, though? I mean, that's true, and that's a very valid point. But realistically, this newer genre of hip-hoppers haven't stepped away from that. There's not anyone of this new group who stepped away from it. Like, for example... Uh, was that his name? Extension or whatever his name was. It was pretty much in that same vibe of slap a woman, you know, domestic abuse type thing. So is uh Snitch Boy. What's his name? Takeshi Six Nine. Takeshi Six. Yeah, yeah. So his whole argument is gone. Like if he's judging the old people by that, then he can judge the new people by that too. They have the same flaw. Yeah. And yeah. And it's not just hip hop; it's every genre, country, rap. It's it's even the comedic releases that have that problem. Example: Bill Cosby, Louis C.K. You know. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, he actually brings up like on old niggas. He brings up Bill Cosby on on there. He's not just talking about rappers. He's talking about everybody. No, I mean, and that's the whole thing. It's so upsetting how hypocritical someone like bill cosby was that was very very disappointing and that's not necessarily where i wanted to go because it would have been great if he never did what he did and then i could play his comedy for my son or watch a show with my son now when i sit back and think about his legacy i'm like yo fuck this dude First of all, he's talking so bad about all the drug addicts and drug users. And even if, even if the sex was consensual, even if, that's hypocritical because he's sitting there passing out quaaludes like the candy. Hey, you gotta, you gotta give him that. He was talking from experience. <laughs> Obviously. Just fucking horrible. So how are you going to sit there and critique somebody like... Eddie Murphy, because he has a few dirty words, kind of like what Richard Pryor or what Eddie Murphy said that Richard Pryor said to him, tell that motherfucker to have a Coke and a smile. Just, uh, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> because I know that one. I remember that one from Raw. How are you going to judge? But getting back to just the music part, old artists who, yeah, all right, they have no right to judge people for the stuff that they did in the past, but at the same time, you have to recognize growth. And someone like Biggie started off as a drug dealer. And like he said in his single, Juicy, he said, I went from negative to positive, And it's all good. He was hitting on that, on, on that song. And part of the reason why he said that is because the younger generation, they're feeling like they're being attacked. They're like, why are you doing this? Well, the new generation grabbed inspiration from the old generation. They copied what they did. And they're like, wait, why are you mad? We, we did what you guys did. And we, we just adjusted it a little bit. Let's fast forward past this. And let's talk about some of the other artists that we've been listening to. I'm going to save Lucky Day for last because, yeah, you, you've heard it. So we'll, we'll come back to that one. I'll save that one for last. So Denzel Curry, his album Zoo, pretty good album. I don't know if I'll listen to it again anytime soon, but it was a good album. Childish Gambino was one of those albums where if you are expecting a rap album, 
you're not getting it because it's not a rap album. It's like a R&B, electronica. It is still kind of funk and soulish. If you listen to it, you can hear the influences of Prince in it, but it's not a hip hop album by any means. Just like the Awake My Love, I think was the name of the album prior to this, where that one was R&B soul album. No hip hop whatsoever. Okay, I gotta look into that stuff a little bit more. Okay. Giveon, I have to be really thankful for hearing about this artist from one of my partners she mentioned him and played some of his music i thought that was pretty good then a few months later she plays something else from him i'm just like okay this is this is really good then a few months after that i hear it on the joe button podcast and i'm just like wow he's really doing it and then the tracks that i was hearing are on this album. Now, his album was a very short album. It had eight tracks. The entire album was 24 minutes, but it's an R&B artist, and he has, I want to say, a British accent. Yeah. It's a really good R&B album. Next album that I purchased after that was Lulu, Conway the Machine, and The Alchemist. Oh, man. Can we talk about how amazing Conway the Machine is? Everything that I hear him on, the only person who's really competing with him on that level are people from his camp. So the whole Griselda camp, they're in a whole league of their own. Conway the Machine album is is just amazing. Have you heard it? Uh, no, I haven't heard that one. I really got to get into this. Okay. <laughs> I listen to two different things. <laughs> okay. So yeah, Conway the Machine, uh, another griselda artists if you liked the allegory then you'll like this album because it's conway the machine now it's a very short album it's seven tracks seven songs it's 23 minutes i think one of the tracks is an interlude or an intro so it's not it's not very long at all action bronson album is seven tracks and it's 20 minutes i was like what 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 What's the point of even buying this? This is, but I listen to it, and every track is a meaningful track. The Action Bronson and Conway the Machine were both produced by The Alchemist. And is that considered an album if it's seven? Like, that's isn't that more like mixtape standard? I would say so. However, like, the way they're doing things now, I can't really tell anymore. I don't know what's an album, I don't know what's an EP. Like, for example, Meg The Stallion's album Sugar had how many tracks? I don't know. It it had a lot of tracks, but that's not considered an album. It's considered a mixtape. Maddie and Tay, country artists. Uh, their album actually just came out on Friday, and I think it's as amazing as their last album. Realistically, it had one song that said, like, this is not a breakup song. This is a praise your boyfriend they also, I know, right? That's unheard of, especially in country music, where everyone's breaking up with everybody and then you're losing everything that you own in the world. But no, that was actually really good. The way it feels by Maddie and Tay 
was a album that was made. It's been in the works since their debut album, and it was a pretty good album, their debut album. So this album was no different. I didn't expect anything less. And it's had videos and songs that have been released like maybe a year ago, but they never came out with that album because between the first album and the second album, their record company went under. So they had to get all the pieces back together and then put everything together on their own and then put it out. So that was great. Then I needed some R&B. So I checked out some old stuff. I went through my library and realized that I didn't have any Luther Vandross. So I got the Essential Collection, which did not disappoint me. It's a two-disc collection and I knew the song. So I knew that I would like. Now, I mean, did you have anyone who you wanted to recommend before I get into Lucky Day? He doesn't have a lot of songs. Independent artist, guys, Piff Marty. Yes, P-I-F. F space M A R T I independent artist. I think he had like um, a freestyle on BET, but uh, yeah, he has a few good songs like um, Do You Know, Represent, and my favorite play is Clock Out. And Clock Out, it's a customer service song, so spoken from the point of, of an employee. Okay, I'll definitely check that out. Like, especially Clock Out. That tracks uh, some of his other work. And the only reason why I was able to see Clock Out was because I was going through lyric videos and okay. I look at certain people like Matt Hoffa, uh, Royce of Five Nine. I'll look at Rock Kim. I'll look at Inspector Deck. I'll look at Joey Badass. I'll, I'll look at all these people's lyrics and, and I'll, I'll look at these color schemes, try to take apart like what they're saying and everything. Um, on one of the uh, YouTube pages I was following, they show independent artists and their color scheme to promote their music. And they showed the color scheme for Clock Out on there and I loved it. <laughs> okay. So I, I looked at Clock Out and he has a music video on there too. Okay. And I was just like, oh my God, this spoke to me as someone who's worked in a retail environment, worked at the bottom. This spoke to me and, and dealing with customers face to face. That this this song spoke to me. Well, then um, that's definitely something that I will have to go back and listen to myself. So that's why I recommend Fifth Marty. Uh, another person. All genres are okay. Like I, I recommended someone country. So uh, so. <laughs> All genres are okay. Okay. I, I mean, I'm going to go to, I'll probably go to the lo-fi hip-hop. Um, I don't have anything, I don't have like an artist's name, but the only my only recommendation for that is just to search it up on YouTube. My stuff is still rap-based for now. Yeah, I was listening to old school Metallica. I'm still listening to For Whom the Bell Tolls, and I'll still listen to like some Black Sabbath stuff as well. So, yeah, still good stuff to do. My stuff, my classic stuff is actually a little further down, but my classic stuff is all instrumental because I was trying to find some type of inspiration to do certain things while I'm in this quarantine. So my classic stuff is like centuries. <laughs> okay. Since we are moving past this part, this is the part that I'm going to get excited about. And I don't yeah. have very long to talk about it because I have yeah. to go soon. But Lucky Day Painted. That album. First of all, do you have any thoughts on that album? Because I feel that that album is flawless. It is Every song I've heard, has, it was perfect. I listened to this album on repeat. And then when I'm not listening to it, I'm thinking about it. It's just, his music is just so addictive. 
his music is so good it sits in your head and just whoa because it feels good and even yeah, just, uh, i was gonna say have your head down on a pillow you vibe to that come up with your own scenario just from listening to his voice it's really good and then if you listen to his album from front to back the way that it slowly comes into the beginning of the track and then at the end of the track it's a slow kind of build towards the next track so it plays in order and then when you get to the very last track it's a slow build to the first track like the music it'll start playing little bits and pieces of the following track that kind of reminds me of i haven't listened to it um in a while but someone that, that kind of reminds me of like that was neo's last album neo's last album was each track was a transition into the next build wise that's what i'm saying i can't remember neo's last album because I mean, he released an album not so long ago, yeah. which I haven't listened to. And then the last album that I listened to since that, it was the album right after Red. And I was a little iffy on it. Maybe if I go back and listen to it, it'll be okay. But the album after Red, I wasn't really feeling. I fell back off of Neo. But Lucky Day. Oh, yeah, Lucky Day. My goodness. Uh, I definitely want to see some more from Lucky Day. Oh, my goodness. There wasn't a part where I was like, all right, I need to turn this off. There are no tracks where you're just like, okay, I'm going to skip this. I'm going to be 100% honest. I don't always want to hear the edited voice. So the track Paint It, it's Paint It is the name of it. It's track seven. That's the only track that I'm just like, okay, I might skip it. Majority of the time I'm listening to it. But aside from that, oh man, that album, so perfect. And even that song, Painted, is such a great song that I'm just like, okay, I'm going to overlook this editing of his voice because it's it's good. It is so good. I listen to it while I'm washing dishes. I listen to it while I'm driving home. I'm listening to it while I'm folding laundry. I'm listening to it when I'm just relaxing. And then it's playing in my head when I'm not listening to it. So, now, I remember the song you introduced me to was um, Roll Some Up. That's the first track on the album. Yeah, you, you introduced me to that. And again, I I, saw, I looked at this through YouTube. I didn't, I didn't go through my album. So I'm looking at like, all my stuff. It's just from like his Bevo channel. Like you, you um, Love You Too Much was another one I listened to. And That's and the last track on his album. Okay. It's, it's kind of funny that Love You Too Much and Real Some Up are right next to each other so love you too much is the last track right right and roll some mo is the first track that's funny so (laughs) if you listen to if you listen to love to love you too much at the end of it you'll hear parts roll some mo that's dope yeah it, it is it is it really is but right now i have to go thank you for your time thank you for being part of this show and yeah, I definitely look forward to doing more podcasts with you. All right, yeah, that's no problem, man. Uh, this is a real good experience. Uh, yeah, just yeah, my contact. We we can link up again. Okay, okay. And actually, you have your own website going on. Uh, yeah, I do. I, I got a clusterfan. Uh, I'm sorry, the claustrophobic elephant website address is clusterfan.blogspot.com. Not kid friendly, not safe for work. So <laughs> just give you that heads up. Okay. I mean, hey, this podcast isn't kid-friendly and it's not safe for work, but hopefully someone who listens to this podcast will hear about your website and bring in some traffic for you. Yeah, maybe. All right. Uh, hey, good talking to you, man. Well, good talking to you as well, and thank you for being here.
All right. All right. Bye. This episode of Muvios has been created, produced, recorded, and edited by Keith Small. You can reach the podcast via Muvios Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter pages. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week.